Moments of Encounter is a weekly live broadcast brought to you by Calvary We Revival Labors through God's servant Chidebele Odeze. The teachings are focused on building the church and raising men that will do exploits in this end time. You can connect live to Moments of Encounter every Tuesday by 6 p.m. West African time at www.mixlr.com forward slash Moments of Encounter. May you have a life-changing encounter as you listen. God bless you. Spirit upon us, that your word will come to us 
expressly that each and every one of us will experience the personal touch of your word and the transformation of our lives to conform to the image of your son Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Be seated. We began to look at the team on the, um, the Christian stewardship last week, beginning with a general understanding of what stewardship is all about. We said stewardship is the act of managing someone's property by another. And we saw that the Lord has made us his stewards because everything we are, everything we have, everything we are going to have all belongs to him. According to the, uh, the key text we studied in Luke 16, the parable of the shrewd manager, we saw that we are supposed to be faithful as stewards of the Lord's properties that he has handed over to us. One of them that we want to look at today is our bodies. And the first thing I would like us to immediately establish is the divine ownership of our bodies. That our bodies does not belong to us, but belong to the Lord. Can we read quickly 1 Corinthians chapter 6? Verse 19 said, what? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Our bodies we are bought by Jesus with his precious blood. According to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, he said, He bought us, he redeemed us with his precious blood. 1 Peter 1 18 said, You know that you were redeemed not with corruptible things as silver and gold but with the precious blood of Christ he paid to own us that is to say the body you have now is not your body so long as you have been saved by Jesus 
And one of the things that will help us in being good stewards of our bodies is when this understanding has been established in our life that our bodies is not our own. Our hands does not belong to us. Our legs does not belong to us. Our eyes belongs to him. Then we know that we are only caretakers. We are managers. We are stewards of our bodies and every part of our bodies. Again, another understanding that we need to quickly establish is the understanding of the purpose of the Lord buying our bodies. Why did he have to buy our bodies? Just look at that same First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 13 says, Meat for the belly and the belly for meat. But God shall destroy both it and them. Now, the Lord, the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God has both raised up the Lord, and we also raise up us by his own power. The body is for the Lord. The Lord bought the body for himself so that he will use the body for his own purpose. The Lord bought the body. He said the, the, the Lord is for the body and the body is for the Lord. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, uh, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that lives. But Christ lives in me. That is, Christ is living inside my body. You know, at the point of salvation, the true thing that happened at the point of salvation is that our old man was crucified with him. That is, it has happened, but at the point you are giving your life to Christ, at the point you are saying, Lord Jesus, come into my life, be my Lord and Savior, and you really meant it from your heart. That which has happened at the cross, which is the death of our old man, will become activated in you. What should happen normally at that point is the falling down of your physical body, because the death of, of the old man becomes activated. And that is that means you become dead. That death is a real death. But because the Lord considers our body something that he wants to still use, he has to take over the body from that moment. 
to begin to live in our bodies. So he wants to make use of our bodies to speak to people through our mouth, to help people through our hands, to go to wherever he wants to move through our legs. In other words, every part of our body belongs to him and he wants to use them to achieve his own purpose on the earth. So, the purpose of the Lord owning the body is for him to make use of the body so that he will use it to do whatever he wants to do. But, you know, when we are talking about we being the good managers or stewards, faithful stewards of our bodies, what we are looking at is how do we take care of this, our bodies so that the very purpose for which the Lord bought it and handed it over to us will be fulfilled. What are the practical ways we are going to manage this our body so that the Lord who owns it will be glorified through it. He said in verse 20 of 1 Corinthians, he said, For you are bought with a price, therefore, Glorify God in your body. How do we, you know, bring glory to God in our body? Because you say in, in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. What are the practical ways that we are to manage this body so that it will serve the purpose of the Lord while we are alive. Why he gave us the opportunity to be the caretaker of the body. It's unfortunate that many of us, many believers are, you know, they are not conscious of the fact that the Lord has given us the work of managing this body. And that we are to take responsibility to ensure that the body is number one available, take note of that, for the Lord's use anytime He wants to use it. Number two, the body is physically fit for the Lord anytime He wants to use it. The body is also spiritually fit for the Lord. So, we are going to look at how to manage our body in these three dimensions. Because if we get our bodies always available for the Lord's use, always physically fit for His use, and always spiritually fit for His use, then we are faithful stewards of our bodies unto the Lord. So before we go on to look at that, may I please emphasize that your body is not your own. Your body, you must have that consciousness. The purpose of this emphasis is paraventure, the Holy Ghost. We just open your eyes to see that. You do not own your body. You don't just do anything you want to do with your body. It is wrong for you to just eat anything you want to eat into your body 
it is wrong for you to, you know, carry your body anywhere you, you feel like. Because the body does not belong to you. You cannot, you know, wear anything you want to wear on the body. You cannot, you know, present the body before men the way you want to present it. Because the body does not belong to you. So let's look at these three dimensions of managing the body faithfully as stewards. I want to start from making the body, you know, physically fit for the Lord's use. Physically fit. You know, this is an area that we don't pay attention, many of us. When we talk about, you know, taking care of our body. And even for those of us that pays attention to this area, we do that at, at our own convenience. We do that the way we want. If we feel like doing that, we do. And then I notice that there are a lot of ignorance that is, you know, prevalent among many, many Christians when it comes to physically taking care of the body. I have met some brothers, sisters, they will tell you that they are fasting every day, non-stop. In fact, I've met a brother that said he's fasting every day, non-stop. That he cannot stop it. He has been doing it and he will never stop it. Well, I don't know whether, you know, when you ask some of them, some of them will tell you that it is the Lord that asks them to do that. But the truth is that there is a way you will handle this body. You are not feeding the body with the right kind of food in the right quantity. You are not exercising the body. You are not doing what you are supposed to do. You will notice that if this body is supposed to, you know, carry the Lord, because the Lord is the one living inside of it. If it's supposed to carry the Lord till, let's say, the age of 80 years, 90 years, 100 years, and the Lord will, will still want to use the body to do what he wants to do, strong, physically fit, then you are not a faithful steward of the body. You have not managed, you have not taken care of the body very well. We used to read that Moses was 120 years, isn't it? And he is still very strong. Caleb said to Joshua, as I am as strong as I am. The day that Moses sent us to go and um, spy the land, I'm still as strong as I used to be. Now, some of those things that we read about those men, the truth is that when you check those men, you will notice that it's not just spirits that is, you know, making their body. There are physical things they are doing to keep their body fit for the Lord's use. And, you know, when you are not taking care of your body, there's, there's something we need to understand. These are body. Eh? The way God created this body it created this body that this body should be fed 
with food for it to be sustained. Again, the body should be fed with water for it to be sustained. Now, when you are not properly feeding the body, when you are not properly you know, drinking water the way you are supposed to drink, you notice that as time goes on, your body will begin to go down. The Lord may, may still want to move and walk and preach and talk, use the body for what you want to do. Maybe at some certain age, but the body has become weak that it cannot carry the Lord. And that is one reason why we must take you know, this matter very, very serious. In fact, that's one of the major reasons why God is raising it. We are still going to look at the issue of availability and the spiritually fit. But first of all, physically. If you are not a physical person, you know, we are not spirits that are, you know, moving. If you are spirit, you have no reason to be alive physically here. Because it is the, the body that is physically housing our spirit man, then we must not be too much spirit conscious that we begin to neglect the body and taking care of the body. So, let's begin with the issue of healthy feeding. Feeding healthy with healthy food in right quantity or quantities. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse, 11, verse 31. I think that's a, a verse that we need to read on that. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31 says, Whether therefore you eat or drink, whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. In the story of the rich man and Lazarus, the Bible says that Lazarus was a beggar. Now, it's not just that Lazarus was a beggar. Lazarus was begging at the gate of the rich man. But the Bible also described that Lazarus was full of sores. Full of sores. And not only that, dogs from the rich man's house are coming to lick the sores in Lazarus' body. Remember that Lazarus is a believer because he went to heaven. But what is, what is it that was inside Lazarus that made him to neglect his body? Jesus was trying to point out something from that. If Lazarus was a beggar, that's okay. But for him to be full of sores, full of sores, full, full. Now, sores, before he become, you know, full, the first one has to appear. The second one appear. The third one, fourth one, fifth one. Now, when those souls were appearing in Lazarus' body, it is the neglect of his body that made him not to take care of the souls inside his body. That's the truth. And you can imagine that dogs are coming to lick the souls. And there was nothing the Bible recorded that he was doing. As if he was allowing the dogs, please come and lick. Yet he's born again. He's speaking in tongues. He went to heaven. This is a story of so many of us as believers. 
the way we handle our body. Please, as we are treating this thing, I want you to take note that you are not permitted because the body does not belong to you to take the, take the body the way you like. There are some of us, you wake up, you say, I don't feel like eating. That you don't feel like eating and you follow that your feeling, you are, a, you are not a faithful steward of the body. Eh? I noticed that the, the, some of the foods that are very good for the body, like fruits and vegetables, it takes a lot of discipline to eat them. They are not costly. They are not. But if you are not disciplined, if you are not, you know, disciplined enough, you will find it difficult to stop and buy them. And then when you are eating vegetable, you will think that it may not be as sweet as Indomie. But the truth is that this food that God wants us to eat for the health of our body, we must deliberately eat them, consciously eat them, in order to get the body in the proper health condition. If we want our body to be physically fit, we must consider eating balanced diets. You know, some of us, it's not as if you don't have the money, but just like Lazarus, as stingy as he was, he couldn't even bring, you know, he was so stingy on himself that even when he saw sores in his body, he neglected them, he couldn't treat them. Amen. So, we must be deliberate and conscious of making sure that our bodies, we feed our bodies with proper food. In proper quantity. You know, that's another aspect of it because sometimes when food becomes sweet, many of us, we tend to eat and overeat. That's a very wrong you know, way of handling the body. You don't just eat food because the food is sweet. There, must, there is a size of your stomach that you are supposed to eat. This thing you are discussing now, does, it doesn't look spiritual, isn't it? It looks as if you are talking health talk. But the truth is that this is what God is expecting from us. Because if this body is good, some of us will fall sick. The days you fall sick, eh? The days you fall sick, you notice that you cannot pray. You cannot read your Bible. You cannot go for evangelism. You cannot do anything for the Lord. It's not His will. There are some, sick, you know, there are some sicknesses that you know, are just purely from what we eat and what we drink. If you are not eating balanced diets and you are not eating enough fruit and vegetables, then... Most times you notice that such people they fall sick about. So we must take care of what we are eating and ensure that we eat it. You don't follow your test in eating. You follow the spirit because you are supposed to eat right for your body to be fit. We need to take care of that. Again, human body requires water for it to function well. Many of us we are not drinking enough water. And because we don't drink enough water, a lot of infections, a lot of sicknesses, there is a way water works in the body. 
water when it enters into the body it flushes that's why those that are giving health talk they will ask you before you eat anything in the morning take water first so that and give some gap maybe 30 minutes so that the water will flush your system and keep your system clean that's what they call toxins you know and some other things in the body that water is needed regular drinking of the water is needed to keep flushing out in the body these are some of the things we have to do again we must deliberately avoid excess sugar these are the things that many of us we neglect but by the time they begin to you know cause problems in the body then we start praying and say oh god heal me i'm suffering from diabetes oh god heal me the truth is that again i think we need to also avoid you know ignorance by reading studying some of these things because if you don't you will see yourself by the time some of us we are growing you become 40 become you see yourself having problems i read recently that for women that when they reach the menopause age or let's say any woman that is approaching 40 should start taking extra couch because the joints your joints at that point will begin to have problem that's what causes arthritis majorly in women you see the legs is happening you and all of that because the joints are now you know hitting together there's a particular sickness that has to do with joints but the prevention of that is that food that are rich in kaoju every woman should start eating it as you're approaching towards that point the same thing men there are that's what they call prostrate every man should also be knowledgeable on how to handle this so that you don't get to a particular point where these things will start catching up with you we believe in divine healing we believe in divine health but we are not also careless we don't you know the devil said to jesus throw yourself down for angels will carry you you don't tempt god you must take care of your body with wisdom because god has given us this body as a good uh, managers now what i want to emphasize here is this we are not to do this by our liking oh i don't feel like drinking water oh i don't want to drink too much water so that i don't go to urinate too much these things are not about you it's about the lord i want to repeat these things are not about you these things are not about you somebody is inside you the lord jesus christ wants a physically fit body to do his work and we must you know be deliberate in making sure that we feed this body drink water well that we enable the body to be fit in order to carry the lord as long as and as much as he wants to use the body Amen. Another aspect of physic, physic, keeping the body physically fit is the issue of exercise. Exercise. 
First Timothy chapter 4 verse 8 says For bodily exercise profited little But godliness is profitable unto all things Having a promise of life that now is And of that which is to come Does it look spiritual that somebody came out in the morning And you are running on the street road In the name of exercise Does it look spiritual that you know somebody is doing exercise for so many of us we don't do that because we think that is not spiritual you think that is not necessary you think that is only when you when you are praying and uh, reading the word of god or preaching that's when the lord has given us a body and this particular body that he gave you to manage requires exercise for you to be strong and fit even as you are growing older and because of that reason whether you like exercise or not that's not the matter if you are still saying i don't like exercising i don't like this then you are you are still not acting as the steward you are you are becoming an unfaithful steward because you need to keep this body fit so that the Lord will use the body. And I said, we must also apply strict self-discipline and control in this matter of exercise. Because it, it, for so many of us, we don't feel like that's the truth. Because we feel that this is not spiritual enough. We don't feel like. Eh? And of course, the way we, we you know, apportion our time, we say, ah, I don't have time again. I'm, I'm going to do this by this time, this by this time, this by this time. I notice that we have to be deliberate to create a space for it. If you cannot do the outdoor exercise, there are indoor ones you can do. Yes. We are deliberate about these things because, you know, and let me put, this, put it this way. The, the goal, what exercise does in the body is to burn the fat, excess fat that causes problems inside the body. And again, anytime you are doing exercise and you begin to sweat, then you have achieved the purpose of the exercise at that point. So you must, if you say your, your own is walking, you must walk to the point of sweating. If you say your own is um, running, or you can use rope, I bought a rope, eh, so that you can use rope to do jumping and count. The moment you begin to sweat, then you know you have achieved something. It is something we must do. You don't say, um, I don't feel like, hey, you know, or you tell yourself that I've been doing exercises. See, if you are, you know, I used to think before that when you are praying and you are walking around that you are exercising. But I come to learn that exercise is what you do and you, you say, I want to do exercise. You are not combining it with anything. You must create space for it. Your head will know that I'm doing exercise. When you are praying, what your head knew is what? You are praying. You are not, your head knew that you are praying. Do you understand that? But when you are doing exercise, your head knew that this is what? That your head knowledge is needed for the exercise to work out its purpose in your body. Does it sound spiritual? He doesn't, but he's highly spiritual. 
that we believers, as part of faithful management of our body, must learn to exercise regularly. It's part of the, the work the Spirit of God will lead you to be doing so that the body will be fit for Him to stay there longer. And you know, there are some of us that, you know, as you are aging, I was telling a brother that told me that he was fasting every day, fasting every day. I said, that's the way the body behaves. As you are fasting every day, and of course, if you ask the purpose of the fasting is maybe to overcome sin. Say you want to overcome sin. That Notice that anytime he fasts, his flesh is, he dies, and so he will overcome loss. He will overcome all those kind of things that he doesn't commit those sins in the days of his fasting. <laughs> I say, brother, when you are, as you are getting old, maybe when you get to 40, 50, you may, you may notice that your face will start, you know, you know what they call wrinkle. Eh? It will start. And once it begins to disfigure in that way, you cannot overturn it. Eh? If you start, it is an accumulated effect. That's one thing. Write it down. Everything that you are dealing with in the body, eh? you know, follows an accumulation, accumulation process. If you are eating well, before you will notice the effect of your eating well in your body, it may take. 10 years, 20 years. If you are not feeling well, before the result will show, it is the same length of time. And then when the result shows, you cannot reverse it. Prayer does not do that. You, there's no way you will be able to reverse it. Maybe if God wants to show you mercy, but those kind of mercy, I doubt. Because you are supposed to take care of the body and God knows. Amen. Another way of keeping the body physically fit is resting when we are supposed to rest. Proper and timely rest of the body. Our brain is part of our body and it needs rest. Our muscles, our joints, our ligaments, tendons, and various parts of the inner part of the body need to rest when they are supposed to rest. Look at Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. Jesus sent his disciples to go and preach. And they returned back in verse 30. Look at what happened there. Mark 6 verse 30. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus. And told him all things. Both what they had done. And what they had taught. And he said unto them, Come ye yourself apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. Jesus said to the disciples, You have walked, you have gone to preach, you have done so many works. It is time for you to come and do what? Rest a while. Many of us, we don't rest. This does not give room for those who are in lazy and idle attitude to say, okay, they say we should rest. No. Rest is for those who have worked. The Bible says God worked for six days and rest for one day. Some people, they will rest for six days and work for one day. We are not talking about that kind of thing. We are talking about people where you have taken time to work. When the body has been, you know, 
exercise, you know, in various work, then, and the body is weak and needed rest. There is a need for you to rest the body. Sometimes, people get sick out of stress. And when they get to the hospital, the doctor will say, you are not going, you know, I've checked your body. All that I discover from your body is that you need rest. And we put the person, they call it bed rest. For the next three days, one week, he's not going to do anything, he's just resting. But the truth is that we don't need to get to that extent. Because as you strain the body that way, as you strain the body that way, you know, the body will keep on getting weakened. Even after you have rested, it may not return back to the original level of being active. So, when you notice that your body needs rest after you have walked, some people, they don't walk and they are resting. Tell your neighbor, you are not permitted to rest until you have walked. You know, some of us, I'm not talking about people that are, you know, just lazy and lousy. I'm talking about those who are diligent, they are working. When you have walked, you need to rest. Now look at what some of us do. When we lie down to rest, our brain does not rest. You are worrying about this. You are thinking about that. You know, people have gotten mad because of worry. I hope you know that. People have gotten stroke because of worry. They are worrying about this problem, about the other person. You are carrying too many things in your head. First Peter 5, 5 verse 7 said, Cast, Casting your cares upon the Lord, for the Lord does what? Care it for you. When you have walked, walked, and you are supposed to rest, because you, are, you have not carried your cares and put it on the Lord, you will see yourself you are worrying, you are thinking. That's why some of us, you lie down and people think you are sleeping. But you are not sleeping. Before you know it again, you will rise up again. Even though lying down without sleeping is good, but sleep is needed for the brain to be recovered, to be restored in order to keep working. The brain is a very essential part of our body and it needed rest. So that's one way of keeping the body physically fit too. Again, if you read 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 to 12, there are some spiritual habits that also helps physical health. Spiritual habits that helps physical health. I've heard medical doctors and personnel tell us that fasting is good for health. They have their own medical explanation for that, but the normal explanation, the simple understanding when a man is fasting, I'm not talking about somebody now making fasting. Fasting is, you know, you are, you are running. You are running. It's a run. But if you see a man every time he's running, what do we normally do when you want to go out? You walk now, isn't it? Whenever you see a man running, there is 
and a what? Emergency. Something is if if he's not pursuing something, something is pursuing him. Are you getting it? So it's an extra extra thing we do to help maybe situations that has refused to be handled by prayer. It's normal for a believer to be fasting at least once in a week, a day, and then maybe on monthly basis and all that. But to make fasting everyday thing has some level of effects in the body because it's not the normal life you are living. You are not working. The Bible says, the Bible does not say run in the spirit. The Bible says what? Walk in the spirit. Now, when you are when you are fasting occasionally, fasting has a way of helping the health. If not for anything, your digestive system will have rest. Yes. <laughs> when your digestive system is working from year to year without rest, I wonder, you know what happens to engine that works every time without rest? Now look at First Peter chapter 3 verse 10 to 12. First Peter chapter 3 verse 10 to 12. Say, for he that will love life and see good days. Eh? Anybody who wants to enjoy life and see good days, there are things that he's supposed to do. Eh? They, they, don't, they are not looking uh, physical. But these things are going to produce a physical result of abundant physical life and health. Number one, he said, let him refrain his tongue from evil. Eh? I would like to read this scripture from an um, amplified version of the Bible. Amplified version. Let me, First Peter chapter 3, verse 10 said, The one who wants to enjoy life and see good days, Good days are days you are physically fit. Eh? Somebody who is sick, he doesn't enjoy food. Though. You will cook the best of food and give him. Does he eat it? He says he doesn't have appetite. Those, the, the person who wants to enjoy life and see good days, must keep his tongue from speaking evil. Yes, if your tongue is speaking evil, whether you are speaking evil of people in their presence or in their back, then you are not ready for physical health. So speaking evil causes sickness. That's what this passage is telling us. Number two, he must also keep his lips from speaking guile. When you are telling lies with your mouth, when you are deceitful, speaking deceitfully, you are also on the road for sickness. These things are spiritual. They, you may not find a physical explanation for them, but they are spiritual. They exist. Then verse 11 said, He must turn away from wickedness and do what is right. That's another one. When you are living in wickedness and doing what is wrong then it will affect your health too and then the fourth one said he must search for peace with God with yourself and with others and pursue it eagerly 
actively desiring it. It has been proven that unforgiveness, bitterness, causes sickness, causes people to be sick. Yes. I mean, several times I've ministered healing to people. Before I started, I will start praying for your healing. I will first of all find out whether you are holding grudge against anybody. Because grudge, unforgiveness, causes stroke, causes diabetes, causes arthritis. Yes, causes ear problem, tooth problem. Anything that you have with somebody, it is always wise to settle. That's why I say, seek peace and pursue it. Otherwise, you will not enjoy life and you will not see good days. How many of you believe the Bible? You believe that the Bible is true? Good. Now let's go to keeping the body spiritually fit. First Corinthians chapter 6. Go back to that first passage we read. Verse 13 says, Food is for the stomach, and stomach for food. But God shall destroy both it and them. As both the stomach and foods. He said, Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. We have said at the beginning that the purpose of the the Lord's purpose for the body is that He wants to use the body to accomplish His will and purpose on earth. Now He said, the body is not for fornication. The body is not for sexual immorality. The body is for the Lord. Look at that passage. He said, food is for stomach. Stomach is for food. He should have gone ahead to say, the body is for the Lord and the Lord is for the body. But because of lack of understanding or misconception of so many people who think that the body is for fornication. So he has to clear that air. Say, the body is not for sexual immorality. So many young people as they are growing up, when they began to see sexual urge coming up in their body, they began to think that the reason why God gave them sex organ and sexual organ is for sexual immorality. They say, if God did not want us to commit it, why did he give it to us? No. Somebody has bought your body as a believer. And the reason why he bought it is so that he will use it for himself. The body is for the Lord. And the Lord is for the body. And he said, God who raised Jesus from the dead will also raise up, raise up our what? Raise up us by his own power. Verse 15 says, Know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. Say your body, your body is a member of Christ. That is, member of Christ means that, let's say your body is the hand of Christ. 
This body is the, the eye of Christ. Your body is the leg of Christ. He said, don't you know that from the time that you got saved, your body is a member of Christ. He now said, how can you carry a member of Christ and then join it to a harlot? Who is a harlot? A harlot is anyone who is living in immorality. We have two types, commercial and non-commercial. Commercial harlots demand money before immorality. Non-commercial does not demand money. Any human being that is into sexual immorality is what? A harlot. And then he's asking you, how can you carry your body that is a member of Christ and join it to a harlot? The body is not for fornication. Now, somebody who created the body is telling us what he created the body for. Somebody who bought the body is telling us, this is why I bought the body. Anytime you see any man living in fornication or immorality, that person is abusing the body. Is using the body for what is not meant for. The body is meant to be used for the Lord, by the Lord. The Lord wants to use your hand, He wants to use your ear, He wants to use your mouth. The body is for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. Now, He said again in verse 18 Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body. One way to make your body spiritually fit for the Lord is to keep your body away from sexual immorality. Every part of your body. To keep your eyes away from watching or looking at sexually provoking pictures or films. Your, your, your eyes is not for watching of pornography or anything that is nude. It's unfortunate that so many brothers, so many sisters, they, you know, expose their eyes because they don't know that you are not the owner of your eyes. Eh? You think because you have your eyes, you can look at anything. That's the problem. Many of us, I'm praying that it will dawn on, on you, just suddenly dawn on you, that you don't own your eyes. You don't just say, uh, let me look at this. No. You can look at that if you are the owner of your eyes. If you realize that the Lord is the owner of your eyes, then you must not look on what he does not want you to look at. The eye is not for pornography. He said, every sin that a man commits is outside the body. What's the meaning of that? That scripture divided the body into two. Eh, divided sin into two. The sins of immorality and every other sin. Sins are divided into two. One is the sin of immorality. The other one is the sin of every other sin. Killing, lying. This verse showed us that immorality is a, is a special sin that affects human body, our body negatively. 
he that commits fornication sins against his own body. You know the meaning of that? When a man is living in immorality, that man, the body that the Lord is supposed to use, first of all, is giving it up into defilement. And again, when a man commits immorality with a woman or a woman commits immorality with a man, the body is no longer the same. Eh? If the body of Emeka is supposed to be, the Lord is supposed to use it to do this, do this, do this. The moment Emeka commits fornication with um, Christiana, the body of Emeka and the body of Christiana are no longer the same. So what God originally planned to do with these bodies are distorted. That's what, that's, that's what it means to sin against your body. You are destroying the purpose of God for your body when you are living in immorality with your body. So one way to manage your body for the Lord so that the Lord will keep using your body is to keep your body from sexual immorality. Say flee fornication, flee. That is, you are not supposed to run. Flee is greater than run. Many of us, we are too confident in ourselves. That's why we fall into immorality. We overstep boundaries that God has placed between the opposite sex. And that's why we fall into immorality. The body is for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Another way of keeping the body spiritually fit for the Lord's use is to consecrate your body unto the Lord. To consecrate your body. Every member of your body to present it to the Lord. Consecrated. Let's see two, two uh, scriptures on that. Number one is Romans chapter 6. Look at verse 13. He said, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Do not yield your members. What are your members? Parts of your body. That is to say, it is up to you to do that. Don't say, oh God, please, um, yield my members unto you as instruments of righteousness. No. He said, you do it. Yield your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. That is to say, your hand, you will dedicate your hand that these hands are going to be instruments of righteousness. You know that your eyes has been yielded unto God as instruments of righteousness. Your ears, some of us, you know, the reason why we, we are interested in listening to gossip and stories is because you have not consecrated your ear. You have not yielded your ear that this ear should not hear anything that is gossip. So when anybody is about to tell you gossip 
or backbiting story, you say, no, no, I don't want to hear. That is what it means to, you know, consecrate your ear. Let your, your, your brain, your head, only think what is good. You know, um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, said, whatever that is good, he said, finally, brethren, whatsoever that is true, whatsoever that is honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on these things. That is to say, you are not supposed to be thinking about anything. When you notice your, your brain or your head, your mind, thinking evil, then, number one is that you have not yielded your your brain as instrument of righteousness. And then, you see, the eye and the, the ear are the gateway to our heart, to our brain. So whatever you are watching, whatever you are hearing, becomes what determines what your thought or your heart will be dwelling on. So, in other words, to yield your heart and your mind as instruments of righteousness, you must watch what you are seeing and what you are hearing at every point in time. That's one way to keep your body um, spiritually fit. And then Romans chapter 12 said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Present your bodies a living sacrifice that is holy, holy, consecrated, separated. What does it mean to consecrate something? It is to, to dedicate it only for the use of the man that it is consecrated for. So when you have consecrated your, your body to the Lord and you are conscious of the fact that my body, my eyes, my ears, they are not for anything that does not please God, then you are going to become a good steward of your body. Still more passages on this. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Verse 1 said, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God so you would abound more and more for you know what commandment we gave you by the Lord Jesus for this is the will of God even your sanctification that you should abstain from fornication verse 4 that Every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Every one of you should know how to possess his body in sanctification and in honor. Not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such. As we also have forewarned you and testified. Let's read verse 7 together. One to go. For God has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. His call for us is unto holiness. 
that our bodies should be consecrated only for his use. Our mouths should be consecrated only for his use. Our hands, our eyes should only watch what he wants. Nothing more, nothing less. Our legs should only go where he wants us to go. That's the hymn we sang. He said, take my mouth and let me sing. Always, only for you. Take my ear. Take my, my heart. I used to, you know, in my counseling sections, I have discovered something that is very, very common during counseling. Whenever you are doing counseling and you ask maybe the person, are you struggling with anything? Listen to this. The answer, whether it's going to be yes or no, I discover that it borders on the issue of consecration. Many times when you ask that question and somebody say no, then when you ask the person, are you watching any film that are acted by unbelievers? The answer is always also no. No watching of films acted by unbelievers. No sin struggling with but when you ask somebody, are you watching any film acted by unbelievers? And they say yes. When you come to the other question, are you struggling with anything? The answer is always yes. And when you want to find out the sin, lost is number one. The same Romans chapter 12 verse 2 say, do not conform to this, to this world. Do not conform. I don't know why, you know, a believer has the Holy Spirit in him. An unbeliever has an evil spirit in him. Take it or leave it. We only have two spirits. Holy Spirit and evil spirit. And then, whatever you do as an unbeliever, you are inspired by evil spirits. Whatever a believer does, a believer that is yielded to the Holy Spirit, he inspires him. Now, an unbeliever got his inspiration and then wrote a film script and then acted you that say you have the Holy Spirit you will sit down and instead of you to pay attention to the Holy Spirit you are watching anybody who is watching pornography is must be suffering from lust fornication if he is not suffering from lust masturbation, fornication you know why? When you are watching, the spirit that is inside the people you are watching moves and enters into you. That's the truth. Now, if it is not immorality that those unbelievers are acting, if they are just acting their normal worldly ways, the same thing happens. Eh? The spirit of worldliness inside of them, as you are watching them, enters into you. You can never be truly holy. If you don't separate yourself from the world system, it's not possible. Total separation. If you are still interested in their music, in their film, in their dressing and all of that, then you can never be a good steward of your body. Because you will never be able to keep the body spiritually fit for the Lord to use it. 2 Timothy chapter 2 
verse 20 said, But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from this, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared for every good work. Remember 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 4. He said that every one of you should know how to possess your vessel in sanctification and in honor. He said if a man put himself from this, he shall be a vessel unto honor. He will possess his vessel unto honor, sanctified in sanctification. It's only when your vessel, your body is you know, possessed by you in honor and sanctification that it can be made available for the master's use. Which is the last point. Making the body available for his use. Of course, this last point has everything to do with the first point and the second point. Keeping the body physically fit and keeping the body spiritually fit. Because it's only when the body is physically fit and spiritually fit that it can be available for the Lord to use. If your body is available, you say, Lord, here am I, use me. And there are uncleanness inside of your body, will the Lord use you? No. If you say, Lord, here am I, use me. And your, your, your body is weak, physically weak and sick, the Lord cannot use you. You may wish, but it's not going to happen. So, the availability of our body, which is the essence of our being steward of the lost body, is depending on how serious, how committed, how deliberate, how diligent we are in making sure that our body is both physically fit and spiritually fit. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 27. First Corinthians chapter 9, from verse 25. I read from Living Bible. In a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets first prize. So run your race to win. To win the contest. You must deny yourself many things that will keep you from doing your best. An athlete goes to all this trouble just to win a blue ribbon or a silver cup. But we do it for a heavenly reward that never disappears. So, I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. I fight to win. I am not just shadow boxing or playing around. Verse 27. Like an athlete, I punish my body, treating it roughly, training it to do what it should, not what it wants to. Otherwise, I fear that after enlisting others for the race, I myself might be declared unfit and ordered to stand aside. Eh? Training my body to do what it should not what it wants. That is when your body is available. 
to make your body available then you must apply what the athletes applies in their body in trying to get it ready for race in order to win he said to win the contest you must deny yourself many things and they both said I don't allow my body to do what you want to do when the Lord wants to use my body to you know deal with kingdom of darkness or cause revival through prayers through intercession I don't allow my body to sleep as a good manager of the body as a good steward of the body there must be a deliberate denial of self to ensure that your body is available to do what the Lord wanted to do at every point in time that's what we call self-discipline and self-control self-control we know is a, one of the fruit of the spirit now look at self-discipline self-discipline is moving your body to do what your body is supposed to do self-control is stopping your body from doing what it's not supposed to do because many times because we have not allowed the Lord to be the Lord let me give you an example the Lord wants you to pray and then as you are praying he wants you to pray for two hours and then after two hours he wants you to go out and visit someone and then after you finish praying, you are praying two, two hours you get into two hours you notice that you just like to continue the prayer but the Lord expects you to stop the prayer and do the visit now it will take self-control for you to say no the time of prayer is over it's time for visit that's where self-control comes in where self-discipline comes in is that you want to pray but ah you just you don't feel like praying you want to go go out for evangelism you don't feel like going it is self-discipline that will make, tell yourself see Jesus said I must do the work of him that sent me you will place yourself under must that's what Paul is saying here he said for me to be a good steward of my body eh, I train my body to do what he's supposed to do when he's supposed to do that for example, some of you, the Lord may want you to stand up and pray for the next six hours. But because you have not trained your body to pray for six hours, when you pray for two hours, your body will collapse. And then the next thing, you will sleep off. Because you have not trained your body to do what it should, so your body will be doing what it wants. For our body to be available, so that the Lord that owns it will use it to do what he wants to do with it. We must, you know, work at applying self-discipline and self-control to doing exactly what the Lord wants us to do. So all the things we are doing in making the body physically fit and making the body spiritually fit, we must apply self-discipline and self-control in them. Otherwise, Paul said, I fear 
that if I don't do this, I may be a castaway after I have finished preaching to others. Amen. So as we conclude to pray this evening, I want us to recap what God has shown us in this stewardship. Again, many of us are not careful about our bodies. That's just the truth. A lot of believers are careless. You don't watch what you eat. You don't watch what you drink. You just, anyhow, all you know is that you know you can, you, you are hungry. You just want to eat. It takes a lot of self-discipline to say, no, I'm not going to eat this snack. I will wait for the right food to come. It takes self-control to eat, eat, eat. And then the food is still sweet, but you have reached the point of, you know, where you are going to stop. You say, no, this food is sweet, but I won't eat again. Otherwise, you see yourself, because you have overeaten, then you see yourself, you know, many of us, we have had that experience, maybe when you are small as you are growing up, or some of us, even at this stage, when you finish eating, then your stomach, something will hook in your stomach. When you woke up in the morning to pray, your stomach will be hooked because you overeat in the night. And then you'll be struggling. These things are what the Lord is awakening us unto. If we are going to win this race, that's the race we are running. It's not a race of the spirit alone. It's a race of the body too. Paul said, I beat my body. I discipline my body. I bring my body under so that I will be able to win this race. And you can only win this race when you have trained your body to do what it's supposed to do when it's supposed to do it. Let us learn from the Lord Jesus because he himself took care of his body. He rested when he's supposed to rest. He even told the disciple, come and rest. Whenever he wants to feed the disciples or the multitude, he always bring bread and fish. Why not bread alone? Why not fish alone? Bread and fish. When you bring bread and fish together, what do you have? Balanced diet. So let's learn from him because he wants us to preserve this body for him so that if the Lord wants to use it in the age of 100 you will still be strong preaching it will not be as a result of your carelessness it will not be as a result of your you know some of us we have talked about ladies women so that when the Lord wants to use you at the age of 60 still it will not be a right that will be stopping you from going to places where when God wants to Take you to go. One of my workers in the office was a woman around 60 years. She's not up to 60, she's getting to 60. But every time, you know, as the head of the department, she will have to take permission from me to go for, they call it physiotherapy, go for medical center of physiotherapy. What was her problem? Waste pain. And then I asked her, what did they say is the cause of the waste pain? Because every time she's going, 
They say it's too much of sitting down. She has been sitting down. You know, civil servant now. You sit down, you walk. They said, that's why I say we also need to reach. We don't need to be ignorant. So when you sit down for two hours, even if you want to continue to walk, rise up and do what? Go round. After two hours of sitting down. Health wise, it's recommended you should stand up and go round. You know, exercise your body before you come back to sit again. These are some of the things we, we ought to do. Our physical body should be fit. Our spiritual body should be fit. There are some of us now. Some things are already happening in your body. All these sicknesses. Some things are already happening in our body. Because of physical carelessness. Some of them are yet to manifest. As we are going to pray now, we are going to repent. And then we ask God for mercy. So that the ones that we manifest will not manifest. Have you seen where a brother, a sister is sick? And people are praying for him and say, God, heal him. The person still died in that sickness. Have you seen it happen? Is it that God does not hear prayer? Most times it is, you know, when we become careless. Maybe this is a brother is careless with sugar. And God, God will be warning him. He will just be eating. You see, there is a, if, you want to, if you want to continue to drink sugar without applying self-control, then a the time will come when the doctor will tell you that if you are going to live again, no sugar. That's why sometimes when I take a bottle of mineral to drink, I may drink it for one week. No, it's true now. You know it. I will take small today. What am I trying to do? I don't want too much sugar in my body. It's as serious as that. But some of you, you can see somebody will drink the first bottle in the morning. Then in the evening, you visit somebody. The person will bring uh, mineral again or malt. You will drink another one. With bread in a single day, two bottles. May God help us in the name of Jesus. So, both the physical aspect and the spiritual aspect, and then the self discipline and self control we must use to make the body available, we need to pray and say, God, please help me. Let's rise as we pray. The stewardship of our body. The first thing I want us to do is to repent. Because Many of us, we are guilty on this. We have rough-handled our physical body. We have not taken care of our body. You, 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 you went to work as you are working. From morning till 12 o'clock, you have not eaten. And then when you want to eat by 12, you, get, you go and get buns and one uh, Pepsi. And you will just drink it. After you finish drinking those sugar and all of that, junk food. The next time you are going to eat is in the night. And you will not see it a good food. Some of you that are students, you go and say, Madam, put without for me. Because you are not worthy of eating with. Can you say, God, I'm sorry for the way I have not taken you know, care of my body physically. You have not been a good steward of your body. You have not been a good steward. We have to be deliberate in eating balanced diets. Drinking enough water. Taking food. Breakfast when we are supposed to take it. On the days you are not fasting. So that your body will be preserved for divine purpose. You don't say, I don't feel like eating. No, you must eat. Because you are not the owner of your body. The day the Lord wants you to fast, then you know you are fasting. 
But if he doesn't want you to fast, you know you are supposed to eat and eat well. Many believers are suffering from one sickness, one disease or the other. Because of this matter, you cannot stop and buy fruit. Very cheap. You cannot eat vegetable because it's not sweet as indomie. Can you repent and say, God, I'm sorry. You cannot take the pain to cut it, cut it and eat it. Can we pray and say, God, forgive me. I've been careless with my body. I have not been deliberate about exercise. If this body is to carry the Lord, you need to be strong. I have to be deliberate to make sure that the body is well exercised so that it will not become too old and too weak when the Lord still wants to use it to do great things. It's not about what you want. It's not about what you like. It's a matter of, of being a good steward of your body. That exercise you are supposed to do is not a matter of Hey, I feel like doing I don't feel no you have to do it so that you can keep this body fit and strong for the Lord that's eating well you must eat well he said 1 Peter 3 verse 10 to 12 say, if you want to enjoy life and see good days then keep your mouth keep your mouth from talking evil how many times have you spoken evil about people Seek peace and pursue it. Are you holding grudge or unforgiveness against anyone that has offended you? Can you repent and say, God, I release this person so that I can have my health? So many people are suffering from stroke. These days it's becoming very rampant because of their carelessness in handling the body. We have been called to be stewards, managers. Of the lost body because it is his own, not your own. Can you say, God, open my eyes to see my body, to see that my body is your own? Is not I'm not the owner. I'm not the owner of my eyes. I can't look at anything I want to look at. I can't say anything I want to say with my mouth because my mouth does not belong to me. It belongs to the Lord. I need to possess my body in sanctification and honor. The body is not for fornication. It's not for immorality. It's not for defilement of your body. It's for the Lord. He said the Lord is for the body. The body is for the Lord. God has called us unto holiness. Can you begin to consecrate every part of your body now to God? And say, Lord, I consecrate my eyes. I consecrate my, my mouth. I consecrate my tongue. My heart. My brain. I will not worry. I will not worry anymore. I cast my cares on you. My body should rest when it's supposed to rest. 
Accumulation of these things over the years. You must commit yourself to these things. These are very practical issues. You must commit to drinking enough water. You must commit to preserving your eyes for the Lord's use alone. Preserving your ears to hear only what the Lord wants you to hear. Many of us are not hearing from God because you are hearing too much, too much gossip with your ear. Malebo Shandarabasan. Leriba Shandarabasan de la Bashan. The hymn we sang said, Take my life and let it be. Consecrate a Lord unto thee. Take my moment and my days. I yield it unto you. Malebo Shandolabasan. If any man will purge himself from this, are you still watching what this is? Listening to music and singing music. That's why you are still struggling with sin. You are still struggling with sin because you don't want to be separated from the world system. Separate yourself from the world system so that sin will live your life. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of your love. Take my feet. Let my feet be swift and beautiful for you. Where do you carry your leg to move? You must deny yourself and let the Lord have his way. He must have his way before you can be a good manager. You must discover his will and do it with your body. Take my voice. Let me sing only, only for, for, for my Lord. It's not when you finish singing the Lord's song. You will still sing Babylonian song. Take my lips. Let my lips be filled with messages from you. Not speaking evil or gossiping. Or listening to gossip. Take my will and make it yours. I want to be a living sacrifice. I present my body to you today as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable. I yield my members to you as instrument of righteousness. I yield them. My hands, my ears, my, my, my brain, every part of my body is yielded, my legs, as instrument of righteousness. That's how to be a good steward. Yield it to you. Take my heart, it is your throne. Nobody will share your glory in my heart with you. Take my Lord, I pour the treasure at your feet take myself and I will always be ever for you thank you 
You cannot subject your eye anymore to watching of pornography or unbelievers in their in their wicked world. You must consecrate your eyes to the Lord and the Lord alone. Thank you, Jesus. Take my life and let it be Sanctification, oh God, of this body from every consequence of carelessness that has exhibited in the body before now. Both the ones that are manifesting presently and the ones that are yet to manifest. Everyone that is sick 
for, for one sick one disease or the other because of the carelessness of the body because of sexual immorality because of all god poor health uh, he, uh, feeding feeding habits lord because of lack of exercise i pray oh god that you have mercy and out of mercy oh god because of this message today bring healing upon such body in the name of jesus christ and help us from now oh god to to take heed of what you are showing us today in the name of jesus christ amen help us oh god to work at making this body to be physically fit even at old age in the name of jesus christ amen so that our body will be strong and healthy at any time you want to use it for what you want to use it for in the name of jesus christ amen teach us to exercise help us to know that it's not a matter of what we want but a matter of what we must do as faithful stewards in the name of jesus christ amen help us teach us train us to eat healthy food and at the right time in the right quantity drinking enough water please help us in the name of jesus christ to know that we will not follow our test board we will follow the right the right thing paul said i train my body to do what it should i train my mouth to eat what it should eat and not what it want to eat please help us oh god to apply self-discipline and self-control in making the body physically fit, spiritually fit, and available always for your holy use. These are many more we ask, believing that we do more than we have asked or think. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website, www.calvaryonline.org. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivallabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999. You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Labels. <laughs>